Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise God, man. Don't forget, we're in Faith Summit the next three nights. Get a pen, get a piece of paper. I'm going to bring this word to you, and I really believe this word is going to challenge you to go to a whole new level. I want you to go with me here, and I want you to write some powerful truths down. First place I want you to go is I want you to go to Romans 10.8. Um, some of the stuff you hear you should be excited about. Don't, 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 get, don't get down on what you heard because sometimes, you know, we're like, well, we heard it. The faith doesn't come by what you heard. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. That's why I love doing a faith seminar. We do a Holy Spirit seminar. We do a seminar every year because sometimes in the church, we were in topics that I don't get to come to you with these special seminars. That's why they're so valuable to me to come to you with them because I believe that this is when you refresh your faith. I believe this is when you transform in the arena of faith. I want you to look at this in Romans 10 in verse 8. It says this, but what say that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart? That is the word of faith which we preach. Did you see that right there? It's the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Look at this here. For with the heart, you see that right there? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, you see that? For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Look at that. For the scripture says, whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. Confession, confession of God's word transfers the faith of God that's in the word of God into your life. Now, I want you to write these down. These powerful points are going to transform you, okay? Look what it says here. For that, what? What say that the word is nigh thee in the mouth and in the heart, the word of faith which we preach. Now, remember this. Confession of God's word is transferred. It transfers the faith of God that's in the word and the word of God into your heart. So let me explain to you what I'm saying. The word of God is a container of the faith of God. The faith of God is in his word. For that faith in that word to be released in your life, you release it through the power of confession, and confession now takes root in your heart, which transforms your life. Confession Faith comes from God's word, so faith is in God's word. Do you see that? So faith is in God's word, so faith comes from God's word. The minute God's word comes to you, confession of God's word transfers the faith that's in God's word into your heart. What the heart man believes on the righteousness, what the mouth confession is made to salvation. So this is the speaking side of faith. The speaking side of faith is so important. We, we do not need to lose the lost art of confession. Confession needs to be a constant reminder that you are releasing God's faith-filled words. The faith that's in that word gets released in your life the minute you start speaking it. It gets sown into your heart and it gets released into your life by confessing it. Confession is what transfers the faith that's in God's word into your life. We're on the release side of faith, guys. You guys have been developed. 
and you're growing, and you're going to see this even more. We know faith is a belief. We know Hebrews 11.1. 1. Why don't we just go to Hebrews 11.1 1 and just look at that. That's, I'm going to take you there. I might bounce around a little bit. But Hebrews 11.1, 1, y'all know what it says. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Amen? What's a good report? It's a good confession. By it, by what? By faith. They obtained a good report. Remember when the spies went to spy out the land? They had an unfilled faith report. God called it an evil report. How do you get a good report? You speak faith-filled words. Come on, somebody. Look at it right there. You see it? Why don't you turn in your Bible, go on your little phone, do, you, do, you, do what you got. You should all have a Bible anyway. You need a, you need a, you need a Bible. Everybody needs a Bible, glory to God. I'm telling you, Bible with pages in it, you know, and I'm big on the computer too, but you should have a Bible, and you just got to feel it and see it, and I'll tell you what, man, everybody needs a Bible, praise be to God. You can have a word, you're going to need to have a sword. I'm going to Hebrews 11. I'm taking my time because I want you to let that saturate. Look what it said right there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So you guys know, what are you looking in the scene realm for the things that are not seen to tell me if fate's working? Now, some of you know what I'm saying, but this is going to refresh you. Why are you looking in a natural realm to tell me whether your fate's working if God said faith works in an unseen realm? The unseen realm of faith doesn't function in the seen realm of life. But once the unseen realm manifests in the seen realm, faith has done its job. So don't get caught up with circumstance and situations to tell me whether your faith's working because your faith is not connected to the seen realm. It's connected to the unseen realm. So the minute it gets transferred over, I'm t words transfers the unseen realm of faith into the seen realm you see. Words does that. The words you speak out of your mouth transfers the unseen realm of faith into the seen realm. That's what God was trying to tell you. God calleth those things that be not as though they were. He spoke it into existence. Well, why did God? God used the principles that he created of faith-filled words to create the reality of faith in the seen realm. God said, light be. Light, light was in God. He put light in a word, and he wrapped that word around the light. And when the light got into the natural realm of earth, it created light and darkness. He spoke things that were not. He didn't look at what was seen. You see this? I'm going to go real slow because I'm dropping weight. I'm dropping weight on you. This ain't going to be no baby three days. This is a believer's three days. Come on, somebody. You're going to work in here with me. I'm going to show you the principles of how to achieve a supernatural life on faith-filled words. God took words from an unseen realm and put them in his mouth. My God in heaven, you better understand what I'm saying here, and spoke them into existence. These words were created within the heart. Amen? Amen? Now, I'm going to show you something here. I'm going to show you some stuff. 
You ain't never heard this before. This is, this is all new because I'm growing you. God put faith in the promises that he gave you. And when you discover these promises in this word, when you uh, uh, allow those promises in this word and the word of God. Now, the whole word of God is true, but not all the word of God is connected to a promise. Amen? But the word of God that's connected to a promises of God in you become a picture of what you see. And the picture of what you see needs to be placed in word form and released in what you do not see to allow what you see to become what you see in here. You know what I'm saying? What I mean? The kingdom of heaven. So you got to see it and speak it and you release what's already been created through faith. I'm going to tell you how to do all this over these three days. This is going to be radical for some of you. Because the problem is, you keep telling me what you see. I don't have enough. And you ain't never going to have enough. Keep talking down. I'm say, well, you know, preacher, I don't think my words mean. You don't know what you're talking about. Your words are binding you to where you're at. The Bible says you're bound, bound by the words of your mouth. You're disconnected from the truth. The Bible says, it, it, man, James lays it out, man. He said, you see that horse where that bit goes, that horse is going. Where that rudder of that ship goes, that rudders, that boat's going. Where them train tracks go, that train ain't going nowhere besides the tracks it's laid upon. He who can bridle his mouth can bridle his whole body. What does that mean? What does that mean? If a man sins not with his mouth, he can bridle his whole body. You know what that means, guys? Listen, guys, that means this, that if you can get your mouth right, your body's got to follow. My God. If you can get your mouth right, your mind's got to follow. If you can get your mouth right, your body's got to follow. If you can get your mouth right, your thoughts got to follow. If you can get your mouth right, your money's got to follow. If you can get your mouth right, the report of the Lord will be the report, not the doctor. If you can get your mouth right, you got to get your mouth. Say, well, I don't think my word, your words are putting you over, your words are putting you under. It's a law. You don't know what Matthew said. Either make the tree good or his fruit good or make the tree corrupt or the fruit corrupt because every tree is known by its fruit. What do you mean talking tree? There ain't no talking trees. What do you think this is? Disneyland for crying out loud? There ain't no talking trees. He's talking about people. What is this, magic forest or some nut stuff? I don't even know if that's right. Did, they, did trees talk in the magic forest? I don't know. Do you know? Did they talk in there? Some of, you, some of you goofballs think trees still talk. Trees don't talk. What, what are you on? Cut it out. Trees don't talk. He's talking about people. <laughs> God in heaven. So many people have been smoking stuff that comes on a tree. You better cut it out. It's making you weird. People think trees talk. Trees don't talk. People talk. You see this? I'm funny, but you know it's true. <laughs> he's talking about Jesus talking about talking trees like he's, he's out in left field. No. He said, let the tree be good. The tree's known by his fruit. For out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. Out of the abundance of the heart. My question is, how, how in the world did that stuff get in your heart in abundance? If all this stuff's coming out of people that shouldn't be coming out of them, how did it get in there in abundance? Well, you allowed it in there by what you've been thinking. You allowed it in there by what you've been allowing to come into your thought. And now the minute you take faith and thoughts you make them a reality within yourself. 
That's the enemy's rule right there. He never wants you to see the image of who you really are in Christ. That's why you see mankind trying to destroy the image. They're just trying to destroy the image of God, not the image of themselves. Within everybody is the opportunity to discover the image of God. But they choose not to. They reject it. And those people have literally destroyed their life, not because they don't understand everything they need to understand. It's because they've got a glimpse of an image that they want to destroy within themselves because they don't want to surrender to the power of it to change them forever. It's the truth, guys. It's the truth. We must embrace what we've been made to be. So look at this. Confession is so powerful. That's what he said. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. By your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. Your words will put you over or under. It's a law. We've got a great teaching. It's called the law of confession. It's powerful. You need to go there, download. That's what this new site's all about. Man, I'm getting ready. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to run. Man, they're doing such a great job here. The book's out. The Champion Training Network, I'm coming alongside of you through partnership, the power partnership. That's why you need to partner with us. I'm going to coach you in this stuff. And, and, and I don't care where you come in at what level of partnership. When you get the book, you get in there. We're going to divide we're going to divide it up in a portal where you're going to be able to be coached through the videos. I'm going to coach you. And you say, you know why? Because I haven't, for a season of life, I, I just was like, oh, you know, people, no, no, no. I'm looking for people that can hear my voice, and I'm going to train you. I'm going to come right on the video with you and say, pray in tongues with me now. Confess the word with me now. Do this now. We ain't waiting for it. I'm coming alongside you. I'm going to try to figure this out, too. This is the new one I got. I just got this one. I want to Zoom with you live. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I'm going to have 900,000 people on a Zoom, and I'm going to make you all pray. Like, pray! You over there in the left corner, pray. Lady, you, pray. <laughs> Somebody's like, I ain't joining. Well, then you ain't part of it. Because you probably don't want to be challenged. But I'm going to be like, confess the word, let's go. You over there, be 11. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. But I don't know. I get all these great ideas. I know no technologically... I have no idea. I can't even work my phone. I give it to my kid. But I'm going to get it done. And you're going to come in those room, and we're going to go in that Zoom, and we're going to get on this thing, and we're going to do it. You can be anywhere in the world. We're going to train you to be a champion because you're a champion in training. And you got to know this stuff. We don't talk like this in the church no more. Praise be to God, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it no matter what. I love everybody, but I know my lane. I'm staying in my lane. God told me, you teach the word of faith. He said, you teach the word of faith to my people. That's your job. That's your assignment. I'm not a politician. I'm not a pulpit puppet. I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to teach the word of faith to people that want to know. He said, by this, the word of faith, the message we preach. Are you part of a movement? Yeah, I'm part of the kingdom. I'm not no denomination here. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to learn about what God said, I'm going to teach you that. Someone said, well, you know, I don't like your delivery. Well, I'm not Go Grub or Hub Grub or whatever that thing is. What's that stuff they got over here? What do you call that stuff? Grub Hub? I don't know, the guy comes here all the time. The kids are always getting Grubhub, drop you off stuff. I ain't Grubhub. I'm God-filled, get you there. I'm serious. They are Grub. We got Grubhub. I don't even know what it was. Banging on the door the other day with stuff. The Grubhub, is that it? Uber Eats. Yeah, no, no, Uber Eats. I ain't Uber Eats and Grubhub. I ain't into one of them. I'm Holy Ghost-filled fire talking preacher. Get you challenged. Listen to me. That's the problem with people. Well, you didn't deliver it the way I wanted. I'm sending it back. I don't care about that. This ain't no Grubhub. It's the word of God. 
You better connect with this. I'm funny too. Faith cometh by hearing. So when we speak God's word, faith is transferred into the hearers. You better write this down, man. I'm telling you, this stuff is going to blow you out. Faith cometh by hearing. So when we, fee- when we speak or when we hear God's word, faith is being transferred into the ears. That's why you got to stop going to church like somebody not paying attention. You're playing on your phone. Oh, you better get this. That's Mark chapter 4. Now, listen, this is a seminar. This ain't like a church service. A church service, you got to be like, oh, praise be to God. This is a seminar. This is a seminar of faith. So wait a minute, preacher, you're saying every time I hear faith being preached, I'm here telling you every time you hear the word of God, faith is being transferred. The question is, are you picking it up? Faith is being transferred from the hearing to the hearer, and when you get there, you better be a receiver of what you hear, otherwise you're a rejecter, and then you got to hear faith again for faith to come. But if you don't understand this, every time faith cometh by hearing. So when we speak God's word, faith is transferred into the hearer. Now here's a question. What happens when you speak the word of faith? What do you do to yourself? Oh, you better get me now. When I speak faith-filled words and I am a hearer of what faith I heard, it gets into my heart and that way I can start pulling on that reservoir of what I heard. That's why speaking, you ever hear yourself you ever, remember this? you ever hear yourself on a tape? You don't sound like you sound right now. Like right now, I hear the way I sound in my inner ear, but when I get my outer ear, come on, somebody, when I hear my outer ear, I'm like, who that? I know it's me now because I'm used to hearing me, but you ever hear like, that don't sound like me because the me I hear right now is the inner ear me. Come on, somebody. I hear it in my inner being. So when I say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, I'm writing on my heart the things my heart needs to know. My spirit man goes, the greater one. Come on, you see this? This is why you confessing what you hear is so important, not just releasing faith, but continue to hear what you need to hear to equip yourself supernaturally. Woo! Supernaturally with the power and the anointing to be more than a conqueror. I'm telling you what. Look at this. Look at this. this. Faith is first in your mouth before it's ever in your heart. Write that down. I'm giving you some truth here. Right? So faith is first in your mouth, then it gets in your heart. Is that okay? Did you get that? Faith is first in your mouth, then it gets you. You say it, and that's how you get it in your heart. You got to get it in your heart because this is what God did. Now, I want to show you this now, right? God had faith-filled words inside of him, and what he did, he had the image within him. The whole thing is about the image, man, the picture, the picture. Remember I told you, man? Remember, watch this, rivers. I got stuff, man. The Tower of Babel, okay? Remember that one? This was say, this is really deep. You got to pull this in. I know you will. You're smart. The Tower of Babel said this. These people were in unity. They were one in accord, and they were all saying the same thing. And God came down, and he what? He confused the language, and what did it do? It separated the opportunity for them to achieve the goal of building the bridge from earth to heaven. Okay? Now, just think of this. This is a little outside the box thinking here. I want you to see this, Okay? So question was, 
as long as they were all speaking the same thing, they were going to accomplish the goal that they had. So what did God do to stop them from achieving what they imagined? He confused the communication. People that could understand what was being said now couldn't understand what was being said. The image was still within them, but the image cannot come out without the communication. He said if the communication's off, the image cannot be released. It's there, but it cannot be achieved. God comes down to man, and he does this. He confuses the language of man and separated the language groups across the board. Why is that? Because if they would have been united in image, which they still were, they still had that image on the inside, they just couldn't express that image on the outside, and their cause faded away. Guys, you can have the image all day long on the inside of you. You got to get the words coming on the outside of you to release what's within you. Now, some people don't even have the image, so they're never going to have the confession, and their confession is going to be based upon the wrong image. That's exactly where the devil wants to keep you. But the minute you and me start getting faith-filled word images on the inside, and we start getting faith-filled filled words on the outside, it's a container of the image within, and it gets released into the not seen realm over here in an image, and then you take the words and you put it in the seen realm over here with the words of your mouth, and it creates because the same power that Jesus Christ used to create the world, the word, is the same power he gave you to create the reality of your world today. It's faith. Now you say, well, I tried it. I didn't say you tried this for a day. I didn't say you tried this for a week. I said you make a constant commitment to be a confessor of the word of God for a lifetime. My God in heaven, look at this. Look at Luke 17, 6. And the Lord said, "Woo! if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to the sick of mine tree. Come on, somebody. But what is, you better get that. There's a principle right there. Most people miss it. They miss that, they miss that thing right there. They ain't paying attention. He said, if you had faith, what would you do? You better get it. This is what I'm saying. It's revelation in here. There's very good revelation for you in here. That's why you got to be here. Stop jerking around on your phone or whatever you're doing there. Well, I'm looking out the window. Don't be looking out the window. Get this. You got to pull this in. You better stand there attentive. You know, my last year of Bible school, my last year of Bible school, I had this class. Man, I knew I had to hear this class. And everybody in that class sometimes wasn't always paying attention. You know, I had buddies of mine asking me questions. Man, I told these dudes, I said, listen, when this guy starts talking, you better not interrupt me, man. Don't bother me. I got to get this stuff. I'm going to two years. It's my last year. I got to hear this stuff. I'll never forget. You're going to love this, right? I'm over there, man. And I was like, I'm serious. Be ready before class starts. Have two pens. 
You know, I was ready. Two, three pens, books, ready to go. Come on, talk, man. You got to give me something. And I'll take a notes. And I told my buddy, I said, you better be ready. And these jokers bothering me for a pen. I was ready to stab him with that pen. I was like, get out of here, man. I'm trying to listen to this guy. You're interrupting me. You're a distraction. I threw a pen at him one time. He was inside of me. He's like, hey, give me a pen. Give me a pen. I just took it. I didn't even look. I just threw it. Just take the pen and be quiet. That wasn't rude. I got to get this. I got to hear this. This is changing my life. If I hear one word, one word from God will change my life. One word from God will change my life. One word from God will change my life. I got time to be, well, you're not nice. I didn't come here to be nice. I got to get this. And I was kind, you know, but I'm a, you don't understand what you got to get. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take up by force. You ain't got to be mean. But I was like, I told you, be ready. Don't interrupt me. I got to hear this. I got to hear this, man. I got to hear what this, I got to hear this word of truth, man. I got to hear the word of faith. Say something. Preachers, change my life. Say, man, you should be prayed up these next three days. You should be fasting and praying and seeking God and be like, that guy's going to say one word and change my life forever because I'm not smart enough to know what I'm doing. It's God. He'll give me one word to say. I'll say, I don't even know why I'm saying that. I don't even know why. I go on a bunny trail sometimes and go, I don't know what I'm even talking about. And God will lead me right where you need to go. Come on. I'm telling you, you're going to hear the truth you need to hear. Look what it says here. And the Lord said, yeah, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you know what you'd do? You'd say stuff. If faith can't move your mouth, faith ain't moving your mountain. You got enough faith to move your mouth? Listen, I may look at your neighbor at home and go, hey, neighbor, tweet this. Y'all better comment too. Start commenting stuff. Like, share, give me a bunch of stars, do all that stuff. Hearts and whatever that stuff is. I don't even know what half that stuff is. Just don't give me that mean, angry face. The guy looks like he's like a hot pepper, you know, that one, the steamy looking thing. Don't give me that. Give me the other one. Like it, share it, tweet it, comment. Comment. Go to comments right now. Comment this. Comment this. I got faith to move my mouth. Comment it right now. I got faith, faith to move my mouth. I got faith to move my mouth. Comment it. I'm telling you. Are you moving your mouth? Oh, no, I don't say too much, Pastor Chris. I just listen to the Bible. No, you got to open your mouth. Faith has a voice. Or faith can't work. It's got to be released. You ever read this? If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed. Somebody did a study on it. Ooh, little mustard seed faith. You got mustard seed faith. You learn this in kidding church for crying out loud. I care about the mustard seed faith. He's telling you the principles of how faith works. He said you got to have a little bit of tiny faith. And if you do, you would say, because faith speaks. Faith has a voice. Faith speaks. You got to do three times to speak it. That's what Brother Hagin said. One time believing, three times to speak it. You got to start talking to stuff. You should start talking. I've been talking to stuff. Man, I've been picking this up, man. I'm telling you, it's working. It's working. I told Pastor Liz, I said, I'm talking. She, something started happening, you know. And she said, I said, I've been talking about it for two weeks. I just keep talking. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Just thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Every time I think about it, I say. Every time I think about it, I say. Every time I think about it, that's what Brother Hagin taught me. God bless Brother Hagin, man. He taught me that. You know, he told me that. I read the transcript. Somebody had it, and they were reading it, and I read it. I, re- I, I got somebody to type it, and I had it, and I put it in there. They read it. I played it back. Somebody at the ministry typed it out. I got Rochester, New York, where he, where he seen that boy with the club feet, where he first time he ever said I told you all about this. He said he was in Rochester, New York. He said he had a lady there. He said he had a lady. She opened blind eyes. He said, I didn't feel nothing. He said it was a gift of the spirit. He said, that little boy, that little boy changed my life 30 years later. I don't even know the kid. He had club feet. Brother Hagin said this. 
I could tell you verbatim what he said. He said, I went down the line, I prayed for this little boy. He said, I didn't feel no power. He said, but I felt, he said, he didn't feel no power when he went. But he said, when I to go play for me, he has laid hands on him. And I felt the power of God leave my body and leave my hands and go in that little boy's club feet. Nothing happened. Lady over there was blind, got healed instantly. He said, I didn't feel nothing praying for the blind lady. I didn't feel nothing when I prayed for the blind lady, but her eyes instantly popped open. I prayed for the little boy with the club feet and nothing. I felt something, but nothing happened. He said, I looked at the mother. He said, I never said these words before. Now, now I'm quoting the Bible now. You're going to learn. This is a principle. He said, I never said these words before. He said, lady, son, whatever. He said, keep the switch of faith turned on. He said, I never said that before. He goes, and he goes, then I said these words. These words changed my life. These words right here, I'm going to tell you, changed my life forever. What were those words? He said, every time you think of it, say, thank you, Father, that the healing power of God is at work in my child's body, and it's working in healing and a cure. Man, I ran with it. Every time you think of it, say, I caught it. Every time you think of it, say, every time you think of it, every time faith shows up in your mind, you got to let faith come out of your mouth. Every time the obstacle shows up before you, faith's got to be released out of your mouth. Every time you think of it, say, keep the switch of faith turned on. I never said that before. And then I said these words, every time you think of it, say, every time you think of it, say, that's where most people can't do it. They don't want to put the work in. Every time I think of it, I don't want to say it. You know how much work that's going to take? You know how much time that's going to be? How long is this going to take? When you lose your watch, God will start moving in your life. How long is it going to take? I don't care how long it's going to take. If you want it bad enough, you don't care how long it's going to take. But I promise you this. If you're willing to stand forever, you're not going to have to stand for very long. If you're willing to wait forever, you're not going to have to wait for very long. I promise you that. God will move. He sees faith. The Bible says he runs to and fro throughout all the earth looking for faith. He's looking for you to be faith-filled to change your world. Change me. If you have faith, you'll say, just like that sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root. And be thou planted in the sea. If, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you might say. How about this one? Just look at this right there. You could do this. If you had faith, you might say. Say what? Say what faith says about the situation, not what you want to say about the situation. If you had faith, you would say. So here's my question. What you have not been saying, you don't have faith for yet. But faith could come by hearing, and the minute you hear, it'll change your life forever. You say, Pastor Chris, but I haven't been speaking to it. That's because you haven't had faith for it yet. You haven't been speaking to it. That's because you don't have faith for it yet. I haven't said anything to it yet. That's because you don't have faith for it yet. I haven't spoken about this. That's because you ain't got faith for it yet. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But I heard... Yeah, I know. But when you heard, you rejected. You didn't accept what you heard about prosperity. Otherwise, you'd be speaking prosperity. You didn't accept what you heard about healing. Otherwise, you'd be speaking healing about your body. Come on, somebody. You didn't, you didn't expect. You didn't expect. You didn't expect because you didn't what? You, didn't, you rejected it. You didn't absorb it. You didn't pull it in. You became a rejecter of what you heard, not an acceptor of what you heard. And the minute you become an acceptor of what you hear, you'll release faith. But if you had faith, look at that scripture. So pop it up there one more time. If you had faith, you might say, well, I ain't been saying nothing. That's because you haven't heard no faith for it yet. Or you haven't rejected. 
You show me your mouth, I'll show you your faith. Paul said it best. He said, you show me your works. I'll show you my works by what I do. Work the words. Words are works. Words are works. Write that down. Work the word. You're working the works. When you work the word, you're working the works. They're not just actions you run around doing something. Words are works. They're the works of faith. Words. You release the ability by working your words. Look, I can give it to you right here. Faith is the substance of things. And God created things with his words. Jesus, you better write that down. Faith is the substance of things, and God created things with his words. Look at Mark chapter 4. I'm going to tell you right here now, you better pull this in. Mark chapter 4, verse 14. This helps you get a greater understanding of how faith, how faith, sower sows the word, these are they by the wayside. My God in heaven, you better pull this in. I'm telling you, see, here's the problem with faith. Most people don't know how it works because you don't know how it works. They can't get it to manifest, and then they want to get mad at God because here's what you got to understand. There's proper protocol of faith, and if you don't get the protocol right of the order of a thing, that's what protocol is. It's the order of a thing. If it's out of order, it doesn't work. It's not God's fault. It's your fault, but that's why you got to teach this stuff. So what do I mean? Faith comes by hearing so if you don't get the promise in the hearing, faith can't come. So you can't change it. After it comes, faith has to be accepted. I think accept and reject is huge. That's why I wrote the book. If you're a rejecter of what you hear, we got a problem because now faith's got to come again. So faith comes by hearing. Once you hear, you got to make a choice. Am I going to accept it or am I going to reject it? Am I going to be a doer of it or am I going to be a rejecter of it? Now you go, okay, I receive it. Once you receive it, then you eventually have to release it through words, think, say, do. Thoughts, words, actions. Question, what happens, what happens if you won't, now I'm going to give you a tell. Now this is like, you know, like what I mean by a tell? I'm going to tell on you and you're going to tell on yourself. And when you do, get over it. What's the tell? You look at the thing saying do to determine whether people got faith. If you don't see the thing saying do, they ain't really got faith for it yet. They got an agreement, which is mental assent. They don't have faith to release yet. Oh, I agree with it, but I'm not going to say that. I agree with it, but I'm not going to go speaking that in public. I agree that, but you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to say, that's a little weird to me. Call those, you ain't got, you, you've got agreement, but you do not have release yet. A lot of people have mental assent. You know what that means? They agree with the word of God. They know God can, but they ain't getting it for themselves yet. So you got to look at your mouth. Your mouth will tell you where your faith development is at. Do you get that? Your mouth will. Well, I've been talking broke. Your faith's broke. I've been talking sick. Your faith's sick. I've been talking jacked up. Your faith's jacked up. Your belief system's messed up because it's not been formed on the word of God. It's formed on your flesh, and your flesh is foolish. God said nothing of the flesh can produce any kind of fruit. It's unfruitful. It's a mess. It's really a rebellion. That's why Mark chapter 4, I think Mark chapter 4 is the most important chapter in the whole Bible. I'm serious. Because if you figure out Mark chapter 4, you figure out the whole Bible. That's what he told you. He said, if you can figure out this parable, kingdom of heaven's like a seed. The whole kingdom's a seed. So I'm saying, well, you know, my harvest ain't no good. That's because you just keep planting no good seeds. That's why I told you. You want to change your money? Change your seeds. That's the only way to get there. You want to change your body? Change the seeds. 
I'm telling you, people say, well, you change your association. That's a big one, too. You hang around with a bunch of ding-dongs, you know what I mean? You think they're going to get you to the place you need to go. Change your friends. I got all these people. All I do is talk about broke, sick, goofy, crazy. I got rid, I, you know, get rid of all your politician friends. All they do is want to talk and argue about politics and what's going on in the world. I got no time for that. I got no time for that. I'm come, come Sunday. Come, Sunday, I'm going to go off the wall. I'm going to get my facts straight, and then I'm going to come in here, and then I'm going, to go, I'm going to go wild. So come in here Sunday. Watch Sunday. I got them working on facts right now because America's going wacko by the minute, and somebody's going to stand up, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to open my mouth, and I swear, watch, watch this come. Because if I get to release this thing, I'm going to shake the nation with my mouth. And you watch what happens. You think I'm kidding? Because I'm about ready to be like Elijah. I'm going to call fire out the sky. You'll watch. This is ridiculous. They're lawless and crazy and going off the rail. And a church is going to say, well, you know, you better just love people. I'm going to correct people. How'd that sound? Who gave me the ministry of correction? Jesus. He correct me anytime he wants. A man under authority, he got authority. I'm way under, so don't worry about me. I ain't dangerous. This is goofiness. And somebody better tell the church which way to go. Leave that band lagging alone. That'll be Sunday. For all the people visiting, God bless you. I'm a nice guy. Praise God. Look at Mark 4, 14. Look at this one. You ready for this one? A sower sows the word. We're going to look at it Matthew 13, 18, and 19, too, because it helps you see it. Sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. When they heard it, Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. Remember, we've been here. You got to see this, though. How the word get in my heart and not produce no fruit? Matthew 13, 18, and 19. Same thing. You hear it, but you did what? And anyone here, look at 19. Hear the word, the parable of sower. Anyone hear the word of the kingdom? Understanding it not. Lack of understanding causes you to forfeit what you hear. Write it down. It's the greatest lesson you'll learn. How's God going to get me the money for that? Boom, gone. How's God going to change the doctor report? They said, boom, gone. This marriage is shot out. How in the world? We could go to counseling for 90 years and still not get better. Perfect. Great. Wonderful. Understand it's not. Understand it's not. The kingdom of heaven and what God can do is never based on your understanding, ladies and gentlemen. It's based upon the principle of the authority of God's word. All things are possible to him that believes. But if we don't get your believing right, all things ain't possible for you. I'm telling you, it's true. Then you want to blame God. Get the order right. Get the order right. So you said they understand it or not. Then comes the wick way, catches the way which was sown in their heart. Funny how the minute you hear, it gets sown in your heart. Funny how if you don't understand what's in your heart, the devil could come and steal it. So watch this one. How does faith get in your heart? By what you hear. Who's the greatest hearer you know? You. Why? Because you're going to start opening the door to hear. Who's the greatest speaker you know? You, you're going to start saying what God says, and you're going to write it upon your heart, and then you're going to be in a position later on to release the faith you built up. Because when I say what God says, I'm building the edifice of structure on the inside, on my insides, wrapping myself, my God in heaven, wrapping myself in the ability of heaven, because that's what the Bible said. I don't understand. Exactly. What you don't understand, the devil will steal. How do I understand something? Knowledge. How do I get knowledge? Accumulation of witnesses. How does anybody get knowledge? Truth. How much truth do you got? Go get more truth. How much truth do you need? Look, some of you are a little slower. I get it. I know. Chill out. Relax. 
I'm not trying to be a smart guy with that, but some of you, I need a bunch more scriptures. Stay there till you get 20. Some of you need two. I don't know what you need. Get what you need to get over. I told him, man, Sunday, man, Sunday I told him, that Roman centurion shows up with Jesus. There's a key here, man, about faith. And I knew I was getting on that faith thing, and it kind of pulled me in. But I want you to get this, right? This thing was good. That Roman centurion said, Jesus, I don't know. This guy I got, he's sick. He's dying. I really feel bad for him. Can you help him? Look, you don't even know it's the will of God, but he had to hear that God can do something because he wouldn't ask him if he didn't think he could. He just didn't know if he would. I understand that. I'm cool. Right? But watch this. He does. He still don't even know the operation of faith. He doesn't really understand all the function of faith. He doesn't even probably know what's going on with faith. All he knew is if this guy says it, he's got to be true to his word because it looks like a guy that understands what he's talking about in authority. He said, I'm a guy under authority. So when I say to somebody, go, they go, come, they come. You look like the same kind of guy I am in that world you're living in. You better get this right here, bro. You better write this down. This is heavy, revy. Pull it in. Ready? This guy's talking about the natural world. I'm in the natural realm. I got authority in the natural realm. I tell these guys, go, they come. Like a job. Do, they do. But you look like you got authority in that spirit realm. You look like the kind of guy that when you say something, go and do, it gets done. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to lean into what I know and lean over into what you know, and I'm going to submit myself to what you say. And whatever you say is as good enough for me to be the gospel truth because I believe you're a man of authority. He said, I'll come to your house. He said, you ain't got to come to my house. I don't need action. I just need to know you will. Watch this. You don't have to do nothing to prove to me what you said is true. That's what Jesus' biggest problem with man is. I got to prove what I already proved. Whoa! I got to prove what I already proved. This a hundred proof truth. But I got to go walking around proofing everything and proving everything to a bunch of people that need physical proof to see something to determine whether I'm doing something. You're preaching good now, man. What do you mean? I don't have to prove it to proof it. The proof is already. You go prove it. They said, look, he said, you ain't going to come to my house. I know it's legit. Just say it. Do whatever. Say it. Spray it. Do whatever you got. Just get it out. Because once you get it out, I know it's done. Jesus turned around and said, I ain't seen faith not lie to you guys like this dude. He's got it. Because the minute he subjected himself, now get this. When you subject yourself to Jesus, you're subjecting yourself to the word. The minute he put himself fully 100% under the word, he became one with the word, and he took him to a place of faith he's never been before because that word took him to a place of faith. He tapped into Jesus' faith because faith is in the word because of his what? His submission. You understand that? He submitted. Now, let me tell you something about Smith. What it means? His humility, he laid back from his own idea. He humbled himself. And he tapped into the grace and he tapped into the ability because he lost his own opinion and said what Jesus' opinion was. And he tapped into faith, not even knowing he was tapping into faith, but he tapped into faith. And Jesus said, I have not seen so great faith, no, not even in Israel. What did he say? He said, man, where did he get the faith from? Where did he, he get this great? He didn't have this great faith. He got the great faith from Jesus because Jesus gave him his faith the minute he agreed with Jesus' word. And I got news for you. The minute you agree with Jesus' word, you agree with Jesus' faith, and his faith kicks in to produce what you can't produce by yourself. My God! You better get dead again. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. We're going to go to that unseen realm. But the minute you agree what, what the word of God says, you release the faith in the word of God to become your faith. And the minute it becomes your faith, the earth don't know no different. It just yields to it because the faith of Jesus becomes the faith of you the minute you agree with it. And once you agree with it internally and release it with your mouth, it has to obey you on the outside because it don't know what's obeying you. It thinks it's obeying him. That's true. Faith is the substance of things. And God created things with his words. Man, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. I'll give you a little bit more, though, because you've been faithful. Watch this one. We're going to go here. Things hoped for are the things that are freely given. So I want you to look at it. Let's, look, let's just go here. We're going to go Second Peter chapter 1, and we'll, we'll leave here for tonight, and then tomorrow we're going to come back. Because I give you a lot of word in here, man. You ain't leaving here. I, call, I ain't been fed. You come over here, you're going to get fat. Second Peter, everybody's like, Pastor, we getting fat. It ain't because no virus. I got virus or this virus weight or whatever they've been calling it. I don't know what they call it. They, they, call, they got a name for it. Like, everybody got like, you got fat because you went to relevant. I'm not talking about physical fat. You got fat in the spirit. That's weight. You know, you know one of the words for that? Honor means weight. That's what happens. You get fat. Something hits your life. You get heavy. <laughs> Drops on you. Holy Ghost likes talking big. The more bigger you, the bigger, the bigger you talk, 2 Peter 1.3, the bigger you talk, the, bell, the bolder he moves. But you see people talking scared. Devil knows when you're scared or not. The devil. He's a punk. You better, but you got to know something though. You're going to arena with him, you better know how to fight. You can't just go in there and start swinging. You got to go in there and fight in the spirit realm. So don't, you know, people are like, all right, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to go in there with the word. You ready for this? Look at second, second Peter, second Peter one and three, and we're going to wrap this up. According, I want you to see this here. I'm, gonna get, I'm just going to read this. I'm going to start it and we're going to go. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him, woohoo, the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby, look at verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you may be partakers of a divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now you better pull that in, Ready? What, where is this, whereby are given exceeding great precious promises. So we got precious promises that have been given, and we might become a divine nature person by being a partaker of these divine promises. Where are they found? In the word of God. So now here's the key. If they're in the word of God, what's going to happen? Now, how's the key? Now, watch this now. Yeah, I know you're thinking. So it's in the word of God. So everybody get this, and we're done. The anointing is in the word of God. The power is in the word of God. The power is in the promise. So he said, he gave you the power to get wealth. It's in that wealth scripture. Where's the money? It's in the scripture. By his stripes you were healed. Where's the heal? It's in the scripture. It's the power. It's a living word. It's in the book. The book's alive. Where's the, he'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. It's in him who keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. It's in the scripture. It's in the book. 
the minute you hear it, faith comes to keep your mind stayed on him. Now watch this. Where are these divine promises in the book? How do you become a divine partaker? Through the word of God. How do I get the word of God in me? You get it coming out your mouth. You should be a walking confession. You better get this. Watch this. Whereby are giving unto us exceeding great precious promises that by these precious promises you might be a partaker of doing it, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. What do you mean? So you find these precious promises and you meditate in those precious promises and you let faith come by hearing those precious promises and then you open your mouth and release them into the seen realm and change the things you see because you got precious promise material it's the only material where faith comes from that could change the things you see it's the evidence of the things you don't see out here and you what you get faith by hearing the word of god accepting what you hear take those divine promises and meditate in the mind and hold on to them and find agreement with them. And once you find agreement, you say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have kept my mind on him and he'll keep me in perfect peace. By his stripes, I am healed. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good. I go about doing good and heal all those oppressed of the devil. You see it? It starts with what? It gets in you and then it comes out of you and then it creates the new you in the reality you see. This is how it works, man. It's a law. You say, well, you know, that seems like oh, it's going to take work. It's going to take a whole lot more work living without it. It's going to take a whole lot more work struggling without it. It's going to take a whole lot more work not seeing it. It's going to take a whole lot more work. These are the laws. These are the principles, and this is the way you do it. I promise you today, you start this road today, you're tomorrow. Man, let me tell you something about tomorrow. You can change it with the seeds of today. The seeds of today can change your tomorrow. You can't do nothing about yesterday. Yesterday is gone. Decades of wasted time are over, and you can't do nothing about them. But if you take these principles, you start working them today, they got to work. They're God's principles. You check it out. You judge what I said. You go home and you study it. You listen to it. You hear it. You watch it again. You come back tomorrow. You build these next three days. You make a commitment. I have plans this week. Change your plans. Call people up. Tell them you ain't got time for that. I got to be at this seminar to learn about how faith works. Get the book. Make an investment. Become a partner. Challenge yourself. Let 2021 be the best year of your life. September, October, November, December, we could be ready for the best 2020 you've ever seen in your life. But you got to do something different. I was talking a little bit this morning about diligence. You know what? Diligence is all about vision. You don't have no vision, you ain't got no diligence. You can't be diligent about what you can't see. I was thinking about it, you know? You don't, you're not going to train for the Olympics four years away if you don't see yourself there today. you got to see yourself there today four years from now. You got to see yourself 10 years into your future, right now, today. And what you do today is going to determine what you see tomorrow. It's a guarantee, guys. I'm going to help you. I'll coach you. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to tell you why. That's why I built this partnership thing. I want you to partner with me, but it's going to cost you something. You got to get in because it doesn't cost you nothing. You ain't going to do it. You'll be like, oh, it's another, you know. Come on, man. I'm not Tony Robbins of the spiritual world. God bless him, guys, but whatever. I'm here to give you spiritual truths that are going to change your life. This stuff works. This stuff's living. This stuff's God. This ain't, no, this ain't no self-help stuff. This is how you do it. I know how to do it. I'm going to show you how to do it. I had to do it. I, I wasn't here. 
I didn't know what I was doing. I had to teach myself some things. I just want to help you cut your learning curve down. That's what a preacher is supposed to do. I'm going to save you two things, time and money, and you ain't got enough of either one, and you can't get it back. This is your season. I'm challenging you strong these next three days. Some of you are going to sow the greatest gift. I promise you, listen to me. You're going to sow the greatest seed over these next three days you've ever sowed in your entire life. I promise you that's true. And I'm challenging you to go there. And God's going God's to remind you of it. Because the only way to get you to another level is you got to do something different with the seeds of today. It's the only way to do it. And we want to go to another level in every area. Your spiritual life, your life means something. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. Put your life in the dirt. Bury yourself. Get in there and let's do this thing. Learn about faith. I want to know stuff about faith. I want to know so much stuff about faith. I love the preacher, the African preacher, Bishop, Bishop Oyedipo. He came to America and he bought a bunch of books. This story shook me. He went to America and he bought a bunch of books. He brought them in a box. He had a box and he brought the books and he brought it home. And his wife said, you went all the way to America. What you bring? He said, I brought those books home. I got all these books from great preachers all around the world, from America. And, you know, we got resources. We can get, you can go online and get all that. And he laid the books in the living room. And i never forget, he said this story. And he said this. He goes, she was like, what is that all you got? He goes, everything I ever need in life is in those books and I'm going to go find it. Everything I'm ever going to need in life is in those books from those great men of God teaching me and I'm going to go find it. That should be the quest of your life. You go get those resources and put them in your life. I went and found it. I wanted to know. So I personally went and found it. You're going to go find it. You're going to go find it. You got to get on a quest for knowledge. You got to get so hungry for it when it's spoke. You ain't got time for anything else. I don't care about anything else. I got to get this truth to change my life. If you can't do it for you, do it for your family. If you can't do it for your family, do it for somebody. And if you can't do it for anybody, do it for God and do it for the generation that's coming. On the other side of your obedience, there's a people group waiting for you. You got to choose to be chosen today when nobody else believes in you. I believe in you. Why do you believe in me? Because nobody believed in me in the beginning. I was alone, man. It was me by myself. I didn't have anybody there. And I said, God, what? He said, you got to believe it when you can't see it. And if you can believe it, we can do it. I walked in the post office right over here one time. Had this ministry. Nobody knew who I was. I used to scream in the post office. Walking through the aisles. You know when you get the key? You used to go to open a post office. I used to go real late at night so I could yell at it. I didn't have a partner. I didn't have a friend in the ministry. I had nothing. Had a dream from God and nothing. And I'd walk in that post office real late. Sometimes 11, 12. It's open. It was open 24 hours because, you know, they lock everything and they let you just go where the keys were. And I went in there. I said, God, where are you? If somebody would have walked by, they would thought I was crazy. God, where are you? I don't have a partner. I got a, I got a dream and I got nothing. I don't have no preaching. I got nothing. You know what he told me one time walking down the aisle of that thing? I never forget as long as I live. He said, there's nobody with you today, but when the people show up tomorrow, you're going to realize how valuable they are because you're going to remember these days when nobody was with you. You mean something to me because I've been waiting for you all my life. And my quest in life is to make sure you become everything God called you to be. Because right now, you might be asking yourself the same question. God, where's my help? God, when? When, God? Now. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for each and every person watching. I God, I know these partners, these friends, these people that are connected, they're connected with us for your greater glory. And God, we're going to help them. We're going to coach them. We're going to come alongside them. We're going to be there for them. And we're going to see them step in the destiny you have for them. And God, I just want to light them on fire and go watch them burn. 
Let them go burn brighter. Let them go do more. Let them achieve great things. Let them go see the world. Let them go be what God you've called them to be because I know this. We all need one another. But, Father, I bless them right now. I command increase to come upon their life in every area. And I pray you release them to the destiny that you have for them. Watch over them, keep them, guard, guard them, guide them, provide for them, help them. Give them the chance to see tomorrow while they're walking in today. Bless them and watch over them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. God bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.